This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, so your kid did a bad thing and lied about it, Milestone. Biz must keep drawing fans. Teresa reports back on her self-care, and we talk to the host of the new podcast, Can I Pet Your Dog, Allegro Ringo and Renee Colvert. Woo! Teresa, we are all on pins and needles. Yeah. Report back to your about your self-care. Everybody's been so worried about my (laughs) self-care. I have been. I want to know what you made time for. You know what? I have to say first, I've been really loving on our Facebook group Mm. all the postings about self-care, yeah. the hashtag self-care has really taken off. It has, People yeah. People are sharing what they've been doing, and I just love it. I, I think it's too. so it's great. great. It is really and inspiring. we should just keep that going. Like, yeah. it shouldn't just be for this week. It should just be, let's all, let's have that as, like, an extra hashtag yeah. that we just always can do. Please. Um, I did a few things. I um, <laughs> Yesterday morning, I went for a walk by myself with oh. no kids and no dogs. Wow. Not even dogs. I just went by myself for a walk and listened to a podcast. I really missed that. That's nice. It was really nice. Um, my mom was in town for a couple days, and so mm. I was able to leave the kids with her and go do that, which was awesome. And then to add on to that, that afternoon, I was just super tired from the day and I let my mom go to the grocery store for me. Nice. <laughs> she offered to do it and yeah. I was just like feeling like I couldn't deal with going back yeah. out. And I was like, yes, thank you. Yeah, so, that's great. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. How about you? Uh, I failed at self-care what? this week. I know. You can't report no self-care. I know. I mean, like, I, this is why, but I did feel like this was valid to report that like I kept thinking self-care, self-care and I okay. did, I did work a 300-piece puzzle, okay. which was, like, very manageable. That's good. Uh, that and, totally counts, And that by the counts. Way. But totally there counts. was this weird, like, I must do the self-care. Uh-huh. Like, there was, like, a weird pressure uh-huh. kind of thing. And then it was over, and I was like, that was kind of unsatisfying because mm. now it's over. Mm. It's not something I can just keep coming well, back you to. you know, that's the old thing yeah. of, like, it's not going to fix anything. I it just know. needs to be a thing that you make sure you do. Like, yeah. it's not going to – you can't, like, you can't, like, pick something – that's going to be like really big and special yeah. and going to fix it. Like, you it know, just and it's won't. like, and despite how often we talk about that on the show, yeah. it is really hard to get into your head. It totally is. It really is. Like, I, you know, like Stefan was gone for, you know, a little under a week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the weather is really hot here. Yeah, <laughs> so it's really it's bad. Like you can't go outside hot. It's really bad. And, yeah. uh, you know, this is the exact same thing that people talk about come January uh, when we start getting the crazy calls from uh, the rest of the country right. when they're, like, buried in snow yeah. for six months, right? Yeah. But this is our this is our snow. This is the you can't get so, so, so hot yeah. and dry and there's no water, like, to keep things green. So I think that kind of thing yeah. starts to make me feel nuts combined with just having the kids uh and i think i just hit that like level of tired and level of oh my god i haven't been anywhere without children mm-hmm. for a really long time yeah. you know and then you get into the, like the sad despair of even <laughs> even though my husband's returning 
it's not going to change. It's not going to fix it. It's not going to change anything. Like I'm still doing all the same stuff. I know. Right. So, um, so that's. So I think I just am in one of those mom blues weeks. I hear you. Yeah. I really hear you. Yeah. So, uh, so Teresa brought me a donut filled with jelly. Yeah. And joy. And one for myself. And one for myself. (laughs) So that's my self care. So maybe I'm squeezing in a little self care right here. Sure. But um, in other news, Mm -hmm. uh, I just wanted to share what Ellis and I have been doing, and I'm going to say it like that to make it sound like it's something that I really enjoy. Okay. Uh, Ellis is really obsessed currently with fans, and I don't mean the ceiling fan thing, mm-hmm. or like, oh my word, you know, mm-hmm. it's hot in here, no. <laughs> waving a fan. Right. Yeah. The like, you know, big yeah. industrial size at the elementary school, yeah. like fans that they have going on because there's no air conditioning, yeah. you know, and... Uh, we see them every day when we go pick up Katie Bell. Fan, fan, big fan, little fan, big fan, bi- blowing, blowing, little fan, big fan. And then we have to walk around and see all the flags that are in the pickup place. There's American flag, American flag, Girl Scout flag, Boy Scout flag. And then we have come home and now for the last three weeks, drawing, drawing, fan, big fan, little fan, American flag. But all I have done for like three weeks is fill up notebook after spiral notebook mm-hmm. with fucking fans blowing. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, fans are very difficult to draw. So it's mm-hmm. just like a circle with some motion lines and then like the pops of clouds mm-hmm. coming out. Big fan. As soon as I draw a big one, little fan, little fan, tiny, tiny fan. But just start trying. Big fan. I, it looks like I'm a serial killer, and like you're gonna find my spiral notebooks. Like they're gonna come in. A fan gonna, killer. You're a, a fan. Yeah, I'm a serial fan killer. killer, and it's just like page after page of you know yeah. fans or like and a fan stalker. Or right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that's oh, the it. current deep, 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 deep so going on. <laughs> Twenty-one-month-old okay. world. Draw it yourself, twenty-one. I do. Old. I have all of this. I'm like, no, Ellis, show me a fan. Ellis, yeah. show me a fan. <laughs> Mama's got to cook something for God's sakes. I can't draw fans. Anyway, uh, amazing. It, it, it is amazing. Speaking of amazing, mm-hmm. today's topic is uh, covering a new milestone that I just experienced where my child has done something really bad and has lied to me about it. And I have not shared any of it with Teresa. We're just going to come right into the show today. And I'm going to tell Teresa for the first time what happened. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa, last week, mm-hmm. in the middle of Stefan being gone, I'm bathing... Ellis. Mm-hmm. And suddenly Katie Bell comes in and says, I've cut myself. And I'm like, okay. You know, she's not screaming. Mm-hmm. I'm like, show me. <laughs> she shows me her finger and it's bleeding. And it's a, it's a small cut. Mm-hmm. It's a sharp cut, but it's a small cut. Mm-hmm. So it's not like stitches. We're not going uh-huh. to the hospital. But I'm like, okay. Uh, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Yes. How did you hurt yourself? And my mind's like, you know, we have a fucking horrible zipper on in the couch, you know, mm-hmm. like on the pillow. Like she stuck her hand on there and cut herself. I'm, I mean, like I'm thinking all the normal things where you might have cut yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Somehow in the house. There's not a lot. 
Uh, she's like, um, I, I, I just, I just did. I cut it on something. So I'm like, okay. Could you tell she was lying? Yeah. yeah. She, she should normally say I stuck like... my hand in the couch or I did right. it. Right. Yeah. So there should be an actual explanation versus on something. Yeah. On something. Yeah. And so I say, again, are you okay? Yes. All right. You had to have cut it on something. I'd like to know what it was. Mm-hmm. Was it the kitchen knives? Like I, I provide mm-hmm. her yeah. with this. Yeah. Was it the kitchen knives? We have a big butcher block that's way off and up. She had to, would have had to have gotten on a stool. Well, she actually can reach them now, but she's like six. Right. And, and she's not allowed to use them. She's not allowed to use yeah. them, and she has never done anything in her life. Right. <laughs> to disobey us. Uh, yes. Yes. I cut it on the kitchen knife. I'll even show you what the kitchen, which kitchen knife. All right, Katie Bell, after we finish bathing, you can show me what happened. Um, you know you're not supposed to do that. Uh, I'm glad you're okay. And we'll talk about it after I put Ellis to bed. Okay. Okay. It was the kitchen knives. Oh yeah, my she's God. going on. I'm like, all right. Oh my God. And so I'm like, I'm already like, so in my head, I'm just like, what the fuck was she doing fucking with the kitchen knives? Yeah. Right? So, you know, we put a band aid on it, get Ellis to sleep. You know, we talk about the knives. You're not supposed to put, they're really sharp. That's why we always work on these yeah. things together. Don't play with the kitchen knives. Next day. Sorry, can I just ask yeah. you a question before mm-hmm. you move on? Did she show you which one and yeah, were you she, satisfied? Like, did you feel like... Yeah, I was like, okay. So she pulled out... She said she pulled out one of the, like, steak knives. It's yeah. in a blo- block. She said she pulled it out and she wanted to touch the tip to see right. if it was sharp. Right. And, and I was like, lo and behold, it okay. is in fact sharp. That sounds like... Right. A, I was like, okay, a, fine. Right. Mystery block. Mystery solved. Okay. The next day... I go into my room. It's like the end of the day. And I've already I've been in my room a lot. Yeah. Okay. I made the bed. I mean, I've been in there. But it's the next day. It's, again, end of the day. And I notice that my bedside cable drawers mm-hmm. are open. Hmm. I'm like, that's that's kind of weird. And I go to put the bottom drawer back in. And I go. I kind of pull out the top one. And I have in my bedside table a pocket knife that I keep in a box. Mm-hmm. It is in a box. In my bedside table. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is lying open, mm. snapped all the way open, which mm. locks position, laying there in my drawer mm. where I could have easily reached in in the middle of the night looking for my Vicks Vapor Rub. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could have, Ellis could have reached into, mm-hmm. any of us could have reached into. And my head explodes. Mm-hmm. I, Katie Bell, I need you to come in here right this minute. Mm-hmm. Have you been in my drawers? blank face mm-hmm. because I'm looking at my drawers and they're open and there's a knife open in my drawer. Mm-hmm. Do you want to explain it? I, I, I wanted to go through and see what was in your drawers and I did and I found the knife and I opened it up and I couldn't get it to close. I'm like, that is because it is a pocket knife and it locks and you're not supposed to touch these things. You know you're not supposed to touch this. You know this is a knife mm-hmm. and you know you're not supposed to touch this. Is this what you cut your hand on yesterday? And she was like, yes, this is this is it. Now here's, okay, I'm going to stop the story right here. Mm-hmm. I am so fucking angry, mm-hmm. okay, because A, my perfect child who's never gone exploring or done anything like this mm-hmm. has like gone straight to my fucking knife mm-hmm. right okay which is why i keep it there because i don't have like she just has never gone through drawers ever right, right. so i'm having to deal with my life is over in this regard right mm-hmm. and that fucking sucks mm-hmm. um and i got my kid lying to me and i've got my kid walking away from a, leaving a dangerous situation open and here's the other thing 
is that drawer was not open all day. I sleep yeah, so next to that bed. Went back so she went back in to either try it, again yeah, or look at it again. Right. So it yeah. either had been open all day yeah. with the drawer closed yeah. or she came in pulled to see if I had found the knife. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I'm uh, with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. I actually returning did, to the scene returning of the crime. to the scene of the crime. <laughs> so I didn't actually. I was just was like, she's like, I'm so sorry, and I was like, we're actually not going to talk about this now because I am so angry mm-hmm. and I am so sad mm-hmm. about this. We are going to talk about it later tonight when your father comes home. Mm-hmm. No, don't tell Papa. Oh, I am telling your father, and we are going to have a conversation about. I mean, like, I became everybody. Uh-huh. Okay, all right. So I gotta. I, I, I want to quickly say that, like, how we dealt with this mm-hmm. was the, like, it's the lie that's the problem, mm-hmm. okay? It's not that you went through that. I mean, we're not happy you went through the stuff. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, I immediately showed her how to use the pocket right, knife right. and how to unlock it. Also, she, it makes so much sense how she cut herself because she was trying to close it back yeah, up, probably, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, trying to close it. She because she yeah. cut her fucking four fingers she off is, yeah. because it's really hard to unlock those things at yeah. that but I explained that to her you don't have the strength yeah. to unlock to you know unlock yeah. the shit um I want to say again we dealt with the lie that's the lie that's yeah. you know we're angry about you're gonna explore things you yeah. need to promise us that in exploring and doing things that you may not supposed to be doing mm-hmm. right that if it turns dangerous, you come to us immediately. Yeah. Because it could hurt other people and you. Yeah. Okay, okay. You know, and I grounded yeah. her and all that kind of shit. All right. This is what I really want to talk about. This is the whole uh, setup. Okay. okay. I tell Stefan, and the first yeah. words out of Stefan's mouth are, oh, yeah, I cut myself opening my dad's jackknife. Oh, uh-huh. And I think back to... Everyone, my father had like a display of pocket knives. Mm. I used to go in, just open and close, open and close, right? Uh. I tell another mom at the school, I mention it, and Mm. she starts laughing. I don't know. What do you think of when you hear this story, when you hear that K-Bell's done this? What are your thoughts on this? Like initially? Initially, my thoughts are like it. I mean, I think, huh, I guess it sounds like it was really shitty. Yeah. And it sounds like you were really upset about it, but you handled it really well. Okay. And, like, handled it the best way that you could and then, like, went on to ask for input and advice from people that you trust. And it sounds like something that a kid would do. Like, to me, it seems like just part of... Yes, like it's, so it doesn't like, it raise your su- cockles yet. Like no. you go, I mean, so it doesn't make you. No, I don't like, think I was like that either until I opened my drawer and found that knife wide open. But I mean, well, okay. So everybody, everybody's kids are different. So like for me, that's totally something Simon would do. Like right. I wouldn't be surprised if he did all of the things that you just described right. Katie Bell doing. And I know Katie Bell's two years older. And I know, like, you're describing her as a kid who doesn't break rules, whereas, like, Simon is often testing boundaries. So, like, it wouldn't—so it's a different thing to—it's a shock. Like, you're going through, like, a shock of that this happened. But, like, I think—I don't know. I guess—okay. And also, I should just say, I'm removed from it. So I have, like, the—I have that, like, the comfort of just being removed from it. And it's not an emotional thing for me, but, like— to me, it seems like as long as everybody learned something from it, this is like a positive thing because she didn't get hurt. Right. So, so like, you yeah. guys, you learned you can't keep a knife in reaching distance of a child. <laughs> right. 
And she learned what happens when she lies. Right. You know, and also she learned what, like, she cut herself a little bit by touching a tool that, like, she's not supposed to touch. And so, like, that's kind of a, a blessing, actually, because you... Got she got to learn a really important lesson without right. like losing a you know without having to go to the hospital right while well, gaining you know, independence. Like, I mean like yeah. I mean because again my rational brain when I mean because again as soon as she did it my, again my brain flashed back to every knife I opened there was mm-hmm. not a corner of my parents' room that I had not searched mm. repeatedly mm-hmm. back top of shelves as far back as you could go mm-hmm. the things that I did in high school I will not share on this show mm-hmm. but like as a kid I can remember like taking my father's like razor shaving razor mm-hmm. and like I'm gonna shave my face mm-hmm. and cutting my face and my mother being I'm like you know the panic yeah. putting just putting it away yeah and then how did you cut your face I just did uh-huh. you know what I mean yeah. I kind of want to I kind of want to like shift the conversation to the like decision where parents choose to say and not say because I do think there's this like world that we live in where we think of all the things that we did that our parents never knew about. Uh And I'm like, how much did they not know? I tell my father, and this is his story. He goes into his father's closet when he was a kid. He pulls out the 22 rifle in it Mm -hmm. and is fucking around with it. And it goes off and it shoots a bullet straight through every one of granddaddy's clothes, jackets in the closet. I mean, just like like one of those like cartoon strips where... That's amazing. Yeah. It just... Straight through, there's now a hole in every one of Granddaddy's, like, That's articles amazing. of Right. And That's what is, unreal. And what does Papa do? Just puts the gun Just back puts it away. And, walks and, away. Walks away. and walks away. And walks away. Like, every single one of us is, if not with a gun, like, whatever the situation right. is, you yeah. just walk away. Yeah. Granddaddy never says a word. Wear, wore those, like, suits every day. Just every morning, just put it on right in front of Papa. Right? Yeah. Years later, uh, Papa has to borrow a jacket. And Granddaddy says, here you go. Gives him one of the jackets with yeah. the holes in it. Papa puts it on. He knows. And, yeah, Papa knows yeah. for a fact. Yeah. Because what's what happens? When you do the, like, walk away, yeah. it's with you forever. Yeah. Right? Puts it on. And Granddaddy says, how's it look? Good. Oh <laughs> like, God. and Papa just wore that fucking jacket with the hole right out for the yeah. whole day. But, like, these are insane stories. And we all have yeah. these. But, like, clearly, Granddaddy knew exactly what happened. Yeah. And just fucking with him for, like, 10 years. Yeah. You know? Like. Getting out of that jacket. But also, whether he was fucking with him or just letting him work it out. Right. Like, he probably knew that your dad learned his lesson. Yeah. You know what I mean? That he's dealing with that guilt. Well, exactly. It is what, like, there's almost like no, there's almost like nothing left for you to need to do other than, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know. Exactly. I think I'm just like trying to explore and come to terms with myself of now that we've entered this for us. Yeah. Like when I choose to say, because I always used to joke like, oh, come on, Katie Bell. I hope, you know, one day my kids are going to totally smoke weed and I'm going to go in and like smoke half their stash and just be, and they're going to be like, have you been in my Room and yeah. I'm gonna be like, wow, right? Pass me some Cheetos, you yeah. know? Like that was like my big ha ha ha, and now I'm just like, yeah, fuck me. Like fuck. I mean, you know, I, you see well, the world scary, right? totally different. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's I think you're okay. Yeah, and I don't like I ju- I just want to be clear. I don't want to. I feel really uncomfortable with like the baseline dynamic of this conversation, which yeah. is you're really upset about this thing that happened, and I'm acting like uh, it's just a thing that happens. Like, <laughs> I don't. I really want to give you. This is a big deal. I want to give, you know what I mean? I I want to acknowledge that that is real. And I think like a big part of it that is that what is big about this is it's 
it's everybody's fear that your child can be in danger right. without you having any ability to protect to do them right. or save them or stop it from happening. Right. Like today it's the knife in the drawer. Tomorrow it's something you in don't know. In the car. Know, like right. Drinking in the car. These are things right. you're not expect. You don't. In theory, we expect things like this right. to happen, but you just don't know what's going to happen. And right. so like it's just your like first. It's my Here first taste of it. Yeah. And, and I, again, I think the dynamic that I'm wrestling with is the fuck yeah. and the, okay, I totally get it. Because mm-hmm. I do see all the benefits of this process mm-hmm. and that she's at least doing it at home. And at least, yeah. you know, this is her chance to start a long path of making horrible decisions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and learning from them. And learning and, from and them. And growing up and like right. maturing because of it. Yeah. I don't want her to do that. I think that's more because, like, we all go into this pre-kids being like, I am going to be so fucking cool, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe not. Or maybe going to it being like, my kid's never going outside and seeing sunshine ever. Right? Like, I'm going to sit on my kid and they can't, you know, my kid doesn't have allergies, but they're never going to have peanuts. Right. Like, whatever. We go... We all fall into some category of mom or dad. And, like, it still doesn't prepare you for that moment when Mm -hmm. you're like, I don't think I'm that cool, but I have to be that cool. And it definitely was one of those moments where, you know, again, everybody I tell has a similar reaction to me. They're laughing and, again, very kindly, not at me, but, like, at the, like, oh, yeah. yeah." Of course So-and-so started a fire in the backyard, you know, three weeks ago. So-and-so, you know, got into my pills. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, such this unifier of your previous life before kids and your life as a parent suddenly oh, yeah. with kids. It's oh, like this yeah. bridge, this horrible burning bridge that right. you have to cross. And because like in our and when it was us, yeah, our it's parents cool. our parents weren't people in a way. Yeah, that's like, exactly they just right. Weren't. It that's was exactly like, right. It was about us doing being cool. Yeah. I mean, I am so cool yeah. because of all the shit that I did. Yeah, and like, yeah, my mom like hated that I did that, yeah. but my stupid mom, whatever. Yeah, whatever. She didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, guys, I totally play with pocket knives. I'm like, at least fucking know how to use a pocket yeah. knife, you know? Yeah. So I guess I guess in summation, there's nothing you can do to stop your children from being horrible. What? what is there I something one, I can do? I have one. No, I just oh. have one uh, question for you. Yes. Do you think that in some way, subconsciously or consciously, she couldn't live with the guilt of lying to you and that was why she went back and left the drawer open and let you find it i think that kid no for real i do i know i i for real don't okay i think she just spaced out and left it open i think she may have panicked because i was coming or something and she didn't get the door the drawers shut back because they were clearly shut correctly the first time yeah yeah and i mean it's that same sort of thing of (laughs) again it it made me flash back to all the things I had done. And then you yeah. kind of go back and you realize something's different. Like uh, something may not be in the drawer that you were rummaging through. Like yeah. we have this uh, old box. It's this Chinese mystery box. Mm-hmm. My uh, has been with my mother for generations and, you know, not generations, years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she, they gave it to Stefan. And it's one of these puzzle boxes that you have to shift to open. Mm-hmm. And I've already, Katie Bell's already tried to open it once. And I'm mm-hmm. like, don't. You don't mm-hmm. touch it. Yeah. And then, like, right after the knife incident, I'm walking through the den. And you take one of the puzzle sides, one of the sides, just up and off. And so all I did was take it 
and put it in our bedroom. Yeah. And I'm, you know, because yeah. now she's going to walk by and she's going to see it's gone and she's going to know I know. Yeah. We've now entered the world of, you're going to know you're that I know. You're going to know that I know. Yeah. And let's just wait it out. What a joyous world to be in, everybody. All I can say is good fucking luck. I'm Allegra Ringo, a dog owner. And I am Renee Colvert, a dog wanter. And together, we're the hosts of Can I Pet Your Dog, a podcast for unapologetic dog lovers. So let's talk about this. What are you getting yourself into? What is this podcast about? Well, we have dog news, dog experts, and interviews with special guests about their dogs. We also talk about dogs that we met this week. Join us every Tuesday on MaximumFun.org for new episodes of Can I Pet Your Dog? Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you Oh my god, I'm paying attention. Wow. You, mom, are a genius. Oh my god, that's fucking genius. Uh, I discovered that Simon is old enough to do <laughs> what? To play with knives. Oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, to, to play with oh, pocket wait, knives. Oh, this is a genius. I got him his own pocket knife. <laughs> I want to give Katie Bell a pocket knife. I didn't. Knife. Actually, okay. I just left it by my bed and hoped that he would find it. Um, <laughs> Simon is old enough to do activity books, like oh. um, connect the dots, yeah. match this to that other thing, uh, what, circle the one that's different. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that, and he'll just sit there and do it. That's the best. Oh, man. Yes! <laughs> Fuck yeah, that's the best. Thanks. Good job. Yeah. How about you? Uh, so, Ellis has been going through just like a mild phase of really not wanting water on his head. Mm. You know, everybody does this. He's yep. not like panicked about it. I can get his yeah. like head washed off, and I don't do it a lot, but, you know, because he cries at night, the sheet starts to stink, and, you know, his head stinks at night, just mm. after a couple of days. Mm. Uh, and his stinky head. Mm-hmm. Uh Stink of tears. I know. Poor baby. So uh, I have to soap that off. Yeah. And. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck you. You can say it. Uh, (laughs) So that's been kind of annoying. In the mornings when it's time to do Katie Bell's crazy curl hair, Mm -hmm. I usually use a spray bottle of water on it to loosen it up and then a spray bottle of uh, detangler and Mm -hmm. then scunt it back into a ponytail Uh and hope for the best. Ellis wants. To be sprayed on the head. Oh, cool. So we have to spray his hair and with both. And then he's like, brush, brush, brush. And I have to brush his Aww, hair. It's very adorable. So cute. But we're in the tub and he asks for the spray bottle. So I start spraying it yeah. on his head. And somehow this has made it so that. And oh, I don't, this is an acceptable yeah, way of getting his head wet. But I'm not yeah. even using the spray bottle anymore. Oh. I only used it the one night to be like to spray on his head, uh-huh. and now we're totally back to me being able to like use a uh, wet washcloth awesome. or you know something on his head. I, I just wanted to throw that out there 
I felt like a genius, and I know this is a huge problem for lots of people. Yeah. So try a spray bottle, see if that works. Yeah. And try it not in the tub to start off with. And you could do it on yourself, too. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Hello, One Bad Mother. I'm calling in with a genius. I have a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a two-month-old, and I really needed to clean my kitchen. I recently discovered that the two-month-old loves the sound of the vacuum, and my two-year-old loves to play with the vacuum. So I let the two-year-old vacuum the kitchen floor while I did the dishes, and the noise kept my two-month-old asleep, and there was enough ambient noise that I was able to listen to the One Bad Mother podcast <laughs> without my children hearing the swear words. So I think it worked out well for everyone. Uh, caveat to this genius is that I'm cleaning because I'm having a bunch of people over uh, for the first time in a long time to watch a movie together. And I've decided to not be overly critical of my house or the state that it's in and just try to host and have a good time. Thanks for everything. Bye. Good yeah. job, Good right? Job, That's like two sure. genius moments in yeah. there. Yeah, you totally deserve that movie night and way to make it work. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, is there a place for people to sit and watch a movie? Done. House clean. Yeah. Like, <laughs> good job. Yes. Good job. Good job. Failures. I would like you <laughs> to fail me. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. This morning, uh, my mom was getting ready to leave, and I was getting ready for the day, and my kids were playing, and my mom was, like, watching them while I was, whatever, getting myself ready, and then she needed to, like, run downstairs and get something, and she's like, I'm just going to be right back, and I'm like, yeah, sure, but I didn't really, like, stop what I was doing to, like, see what my kids were doing, and moments later, Oscar... (laughs) like took a huge spill on the floor and hit the back of his head because he was playing in the dog's water bowl and I just like didn't notice. And so there was water all over the floor and he went running and totally like hit his head really hard and was like screaming and crying. It was totally my fault. So that sucked. That does suck. He's fine. Yeah. But I call that the Fred Flintstone. Oh yeah. They like go up and they just like It's like the banana peel. Yeah, the banana peel, the Fred Flintstone, any of those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I left I thought I could just leave my bedside drawers full of whatever the fuck I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of admire it, actually. Well, I mean, like, here's, I just want to say, like, I mean, it seems like a a slow fail in progress. Like, like six years building up to this But if nothing has happened for six years, it's kind of like, why would you move? You know what I mean? Like, I can see why you talk about stuff all the time. We know know. that's a dangerous thing. I mean, it's not like I have, like, it's like in a box. I know. So, like, even if it was like jewelry you would open it thinking it's a jewelry box or whatever and then yeah. you'd be like hey that doesn't look safe and then you close it up right like anyway you would because you're a mature adult well no i would probably open it up and be like i love pocket knives but i mean people yeah. have to have thing dangerous things in their house all the time mm-hmm. right i know anyway uh, i'm sorry it I just, sucks it <laughs> i don't ah! <laughs> Hey, one bad mother. So, I'm trying really hard to turn my weekend around. And I was driving out of my neighborhood, and I saw a lemonade stand. And I thought, I'm going to stop. I'm going to make my daughter's day. I'm going to make this little kid's day. We get out of the car. And I have, like, I don't know, seven quarters in my pocket. 
and I walk up to Lemonade Stand, and I give the seven quarters to my daughter, and she hands them to the other little kid, and the other little kid says, it's two fifty for a glass of lemonade. <laughs> and the kid's dad says, this is why we set our price so that people who can afford lemonade can get lemonade. I don't know whose fail this was, but I'd really like you to. Right, so the, the call cuts off. What? This is, so again. The, I'm so confused. She's going to, yeah, she's, she's doing the thing get, we talk yeah. about. Hey, I'm going to help a kid. I'm a little lemonade yeah. stand. No Gives cup of fucking lemonade yeah. should be more than 50 fucking cents. Okay, maybe 75 cents. It's fucking spit in lemonade. Everybody knows it's country time lemonade. Anyway, so she goes up and the kid says it's 250 for this cup of shitty lemonade. Mm-hmm. And then the dad's, the dad, of the lemonade stand says we have set the price at 250 for people who can afford cups of lemonade. Now, this is not her fail. Okay. She just is like feels like this is a failure somehow for coming mm-hmm. up. But I am playing this because I seriously think there is some like lemonade failure going on here. Oh yeah. Right? Oh totally. What the fuck is that about? Well, I, I'm wondering if after well it, I guess if it's a fail, if she called it a fail Maybe it didn't get better, but I was wondering because I know a lot of with a lot of lemonade stands, yeah. they set the price at if people can pay that, but whatever people right. have, they'll give them a cup of lemonade. Yeah, yeah. so exactly I was kind right. of wondering if that's where she was going with that, but it sounds like maybe not. No, it sounds like she didn't get to get any lemonade so for her, her kid. little kid. I mean, it's one thing to like reject her, but like for her, I kid, know that this is just tragic. seems like a universe fail. Yeah, somehow definitely like not her lemonade. fault. No, it's no. not her fault or the kid's fault. No. Uh, it is just a weird yeah. lemonade stand fail. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Stop putting a bad name on lemonade stands, guys. Ugh. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. Teresa, yes. Let's don't call moms. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck moms. Fuck moms. This week we are calling non-moms, perhaps proving it can be fun to not only talk to other parents. What will we talk about? <laughs> this week we are going to call Allegro Ringo and Renee Colvert of the New Max Fun podcast. Can I pet your dog? Welcome, ladies. Thank you so much for having us. Hey, guys. Thank you. We are very excited. Your uh, podcast is a fucking charm bomb. I would like you to know. It is super delightful to hear. Uh, I have, I grew up with uh, like a the herd of animals, it felt like. We had the dog and we had the roaming cats coming in and out over a long period of time. Um, everything was covered in dog hair and fleas most of our lives. So it was always unusual to go to other people's houses. And, like, their furniture didn't have that weird brown, like, where just outside dogs been laying on the couch all day. Uh, but we cur- I currently only have two cats and now three fish, which, let me tell you, are a lot harder work than other animals. Um, but, you know, for some reason I thought my kids just had to have fish. Which they don't care about anymore, so that's okay. Um, I tried to get her to adopt. Buzz I know I want to talk dog, about this dog. I yes, failed. Teresa wanted me to adopt a dog, and I absolutely would have. But I have I, I I 
apparently have other people who live in my house uh-huh. who may not be ready for a dog. But we're going to get to this. I'm just trying to get to the point that I do love dogs. Oh, good. But it has not been time for a dog to enter our house. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get into more about me, um, <laughs> could you tell us a little bit about the podcast? Well, first, I think we are going to end every argument by saying... Risa and Biz said that we are charm bombs. That's such a compliment. Thank you so much for calling us charm bombs. <laughs> you are charm bombs. You are. You are. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Lex and I started just by being obsessed with dogs. And we would go on hikes together, like hour-long hikes, and talk about nothing but either the dogs we met that week or the dog that we had just seen walking by. And so kind of... As a, like, oh, this will never work. Uh, we're like, maybe we try to make a podcast out of it. <laughs> Turns out everybody's just as insane as we are. Yes. Well, the podcast is, it is, it is, ju- it literally is just this, everybody. Uh, <laughs> them yep. really being excited about dogs, which then makes you excited about dogs. But here's what's interesting. Renee, you don't have a dog. Yep. That, which is a little bit of a puzzlement. I'm like, okay, but you want to do an entire podcast about it? <laughs> I, um, maybe, let me go with my logic, which is weak, in that I love them so much, I am concerned that if I get my own dog, I will have no other life. Mm, uh, yeah. This has been proven such when I uh, when I watch my friends' dogs, I uh, instead of going to uh, parties I said I would go to or doing laundry, I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to stay here and pet the dog. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm not quite ready for it. I got I to gotta back off my enthusiasm before I'm, I'm ready to be a responsible dog owner. Well, see, now, this is what's interesting. Okay, so I know on the podcast you have openly admitted this very thing that you just said, and that Allegra's like, great, we're going to spend the next year or so convincing you that you're totally ready for a dog and that it's okay and it's great to have dogs. Again, great. And Teresa and I were like, man, that would be totally inappropriate about babies. Like, this is, I would say, (laughs) I would say that our show, we have listeners who have children and we have listeners who don't have children. And I can say with great confidence that those without children, we really confirm for them uh, <laughs> repeatedly that they may not be ready for kids and that that's okay. I and mean, like, they're totally fine with that. And some other people are like, no, no, I know that one day we will and you're slowly preparing this. But it would be weird if we were like, guys, you're, you cannot... You know you love babies. You love babies. So then what is stopping you <laughs> yeah, from just, just getting a baby? It's not that big a fucking deal yeah. to add a baby to your life. Well, to so, be fair, I yeah. would never say it to anyone that I don't know as well as I know Renee right. because I know her super well and I... Uh, She's one of, like, three people I trust to watch my dog, (laughs) and uh, I know exactly what happens when she's watching my dog, which is that she doesn't leave, (laughs) and says, oh, my dog... The statue's laying in from the background. You might be able to hear her. Sorry. Uh, so that's, that's for verisimilitude to prove that this is, like, real. Um, so I would never do it to someone I didn't know super, super well. <laughs> so this is not a show to convince people everywhere that they're ready for dogs. <laughs> no, exactly. It's a show that says, think about it. Now, I would say Renee is ready, but that doesn't mean you, the listener, are ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. Well, this, okay, so this leads to Teresa it brings this dog that needs to be adopted uh, to the studio a couple of weeks ago. And everybody can go back and listen to the two-week-ago episode where I was like, I'm taking this puppy home because <laughs> I want a dog. So I walk in and I see this dog whose name is Buzz, and I am Biz. And I thought, 
that's enough to yeah. get a dog. And uh, well, yeah. also, he was a really cute dog. He was a fucking he cute dog. He is a really cute yeah, dog. Yeah, he's not dead he's now. He's not dead. <laughs> he's <laughs> a really special cute dog. But so after like sending a lot of uh, very pointed texts to Stefan about how we were getting this dog, and I hope and he's pictures. ready, and pictures of the dog, uh, I did go home that night and I walked in to the house and I was like, we are not ready for a dog. Because, like, I now have to go pick up the kids, and I got to yeah. go pick up, and I have, like, Ellis with me all the time, and it there's no, like, our fence is, uh, okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I suddenly <laughs> was like if, if, like, if poor Buzz walked into the house with me, like, tomorrow, this would be a shit show for bad. a couple of weeks. Yeah, it'd be Right? Bad. It would be, like, really, I, so I just wanted to throw that out there, that you are, yeah, Renee, you are right. Yes. You've got to be Thank ready you. for the dog. Well, thank you for that endorsement. I am charmed by the fact that Allegra and I are both trying to play it really cool right now by acting like we don't know every detail about Buzz because we call him. <laughs> like, we should get him. We gotta get him. Uh, I know. He's the sweetest dog. Uh, makes me feel so much better. I am curious if maybe Allegra's plight in this is more uh, sort of a tool to let me just calm down in general, just like lower my enthusiasm, <laughs> and we're going to do this via a dog. Oh, well, uh, no, but... I, well, here's the thing that people with kids do. Once you have a kid, you try and convince your friend That's to have true. the kid yeah. so that you're not alone. So, Allegra, are you just trying to, like, convince her to get the dog so that then you have, like, this new shared thing of, like, dog? Maybe. It might be that, although I will say from a pragmatic and selfish perspective, <laughs> I do not want to lose my number one dog sitter. Mm. So that if I'm being if I'm being truthful today, That's the truth. Maybe no, not I, I don't know. I'm telling you that. I'm telling you, but I just feel like uh, I guess I seen Renee what I saw in a young Allegra three years ago before I uh, <laughs> before I had a dog when I wanted one so badly that well I'm putting I'm putting words in your mouth here Renee but personally I would cry when I saw other dogs because I wanted to dog so badly. <laughs> Really, really sad fixing it's probably not the kid, but not, not quite the same as the dog. Uh, but but there, I, w- I would say that there are some similarities. And I think that's what Teresa and I would like to spend the, the rest of this interview doing is throwing out some questions to you that uh, sometimes, because I think there's this like general uh, idea out there that like pets and and. Uh, babies somehow share some sort of commonality in terms of, I don't know, everything. Um, <laughs> and uh, so we thought this would be really fun. And uh, one of the first questions uh, was a lot of times people who have pets, uh, people will come up to them and say things like, oh, you have a dog? Are you getting ready? Is this like prep work for having a baby? Is that like <laughs> a really offensive question? Is that like a weird thing to be asked, this assumption that people who have pets are just like trial run and that the the dog themselves are nothing? Yeah, nothing but like a fake baby. Like a fake baby, yeah. (laughs) I kind of think so. I mean, and I I also would be curious, I don't know the answer to this, but like I wonder if men with dogs get asked the same question. Mm, So true. I would hazard a guess that no. No, Yeah, you're right. Um, So true. I, I kind of think that, like, not, I don't know. And I think it's probably the same thing. Like, my uh, female friends who have gotten married, I feel like then everyone goes, like, you're getting married, huh? When's the baby? And it's, yeah. like, the same implication. It's, like, 
so you guys are like thinking about babies like all the time, right? And it's like, no, no, I, I just wanted a dog. Maybe I will have one eventually. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think it's necessarily. Yeah, I agree. Maybe you just like dogs. Yeah, yeah, maybe I exactly. just wanted to have a dog. That's weird, right? Teresa. That can't be. I like the comparison with marriage. Like, why yeah. can't you just want to be married? Like, yeah. why is marriage yeah. like a thing? A thing, a precursor, like a step towards babies. Well, like, I can tell you why. That's because for hundreds and hundreds yeah. and hundreds of years, it was in fact a True. precursor for True. keeping civilization good. alive. But now we That's can freeze that shit. Yeah, and we don't really need. Uh, we don't really need much of anything. No. Are you pro or anti the term fur baby? Ooh, you know, my, uh, my sister-in-law who I love and adore uses the term fur baby. And I think for me, because the first time I heard it was used by somebody who I really, really admire. I was like, well, that's a cool word, but I, (laughs) she knows that she, Tiffany knows what she's doing. Um, (laughs) But equally, I've seen plenty of gals in Starbucks with a dog in their purse called a fur baby. And I don't like it as much. Mm, Yeah. Mm. Uh, Well, see, now this leads. To the to uh, yeah. uh, uh, next oh, question. All right. Yeah. So in the yeah, Tracy knows what's coming. I would say like this whole our whole show s- surrounds this theme of guilt, mom guilt. Uh, that you know we're not making all of our food from scratch, or maybe we are making it from scratch and we feel like shit because we did that. Uh, like you know, like, you're you're just fucked either way. Whatever decision you make, whether you, you work or you don't, don't work, work, your kids go to daycare. They're with a the nanny. Daycare. They're with a the babysitter. Right. They're with your grandma. Is everything organic? Is it not organic? Everything. You are doing a horrible job regardless. You should feel really guilty about it. And then that usually leads to judging somebody else Mm -hmm. and how they're doing it and then feeling judged. Like, it's very easy to be like, oh, Teresa, you're using food pouches to feed the the toddler? And then, you know, which can turn into a whole thing of like, are you fucking judging me? Maybe I shouldn't be using food pouches. All right. So is that as as dog owners— uh, is that something that you've experienced? And I think additionally, Renee, without having the dog, have you ever just been like, oh, is that what that person's doing with their dog? I, I, both yeah, of like, you, I, I think, can never, answer. I would never. I would never put my dog in a purse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, well, you know what's interesting about that is, yes, exactly, as just as somebody who gets a dog for about three days, when I walk the dogs, I let them sniff whatever they want to sniff, <laughs> and we take our time to just food. And then when I see a dog owner, like, pull their dog as they're trying to walk and get to work early in the morning, I'm like, well, you weren't ready. But uh, there was a time where I was walking uh, a dog and I was running late to work and I pulled and I was like, oh, it isn't that easy. Sometimes you got to hurry him along. So yes, I have judged. And yes, I am wrong for judging. (laughs) I I would say I have both. (laughs) I have definitely both been judged and then turned around and judged people for sure um when i very first got my dog i think other dog owners in my neighborhood could like sense that i was new new to the new to the job and would kind of like pounce on me with like various advice and stuff uh which was super annoying uh i could only imagine that kind of thing happens to you way more with a human child but uh they'd be like oh you gotta do this you gotta try this you gotta like don't ever do this whatever and uh and then I would kind of take it to heart, you know, in the early days and be like, wow, maybe they're right. Like, maybe you can never, maybe you can never, uh, you have to take your dog out for three hours, three hour walks every day. And like, if you don't, you're, well, why don't you just give the dog back? Right. Uh, but then, <laughs> <laughs> then as, the, as the years have 
past, <laughs> and I feel like I've become more acquainted with my dog and dog ownership. I've kind of started feeling like, well, screw you. I don't really care. <laughs> but also, when I see, like, I'll tell you what my biggest judgment thing is. When I see people with their dogs off leash, mm. I go, what are you doing, buddy? Because I live on, like, a big, uh, busy yeah. street in L.A., and people let their dogs run around, and I go, like, I would never do that. Which I wouldn't. Yeah. I will say, that's why I, I will, that yeah, living totally in New York City for that's... a number of years, I, I actually witnessed, on three separate occasions, dogs getting hit. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. God. Because three they different times? On three Jesus different times. Christ. And it's always, like, right around a park. And it's not even in the dog Ugh. park area. It's like, I'm just out walking my fucking dog. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, people just thinking that their dog's going to be there. And, I, I mean, and you, the rage yeah. coming from me of, like, yeah. you put your, I mean, you know, like, and it's, it is... Yeah, I fucking hate that. I think that's one of those ones that I'm like, I'm with you on the judging of but that. But that's the, I mean, it's, it's there's always a line, I know, there's right? always I a mean, line. Everybody has, at true. Some point, true. At some point, we're talking about, like, sk- like things that are really dangerous. Yeah. You know, and we're... Like leaving true. pocket knives next to your bedside table Which for your six-year-old to do open and cut herself on. Whatever, horrible. it's not important. Horrible um, <laughs> Are there sexy dog costumes like there are for, like... <laughs> kids like because let's all face it the kid ones are becoming like weirder and weirder like you know there's like sexy witch and sexy Darth Vader uh are there like slutty sexy costumes for dogs oh that is first that's such a good question you're welcome I don't know yeah I, you better believe we're gonna spend the next hour searching that <laughs> for now well we uh we just did an episode uh you know at the beginning of September because obsessive dog people need two months to prepare their dog costumes right. oh I know you but, didn't address this so that's why I'm bringing it up exactly exactly mm-hmm. so the uh, I found that I guess would be borderline sexy was uh they used a dog cone yeah. and then put like nerf balls in it to create a a uh, dog martini, right. which I guess was adulty, and then we also saw a um, a bulldog that was painted green with like little jeans being ripped off him, and he was a Hulk. Uh, so <laughs> I guess those Dogs. are the two sexy is, but as far yeah. as like sexy yeah. costumes, like have you ever seen any? Yeah, no, those are the only. I agree with you. I haven't. Thank God. I feel like this is like the only the only frontier <laughs> of like creatures we have is sexualized. <laughs> I haven't seen any sexy dog costumes. And I'm going to knock on wood because I'll probably come out soon. Yeah. I, I haven't. Have, have you guys been in Teresa? No, I just was wondering because I did literally just come upon a sexy Darth Vader outfit. Uh, where oh, I was like, I was like, that's so ridiculously out there. It's such a weird thing to exist in the universe because if you want to be Darth Vader, you want to be Darth Vader. Uh, yeah. Like, so yeah. I don't understand, like, why. And, like, you know, the face is exposed. So you can still be, like, sexy, be, like, in a helmet. And, like, it, it, it was, like, really a weird. It was, like, so weird for me because I'm pretty desensitized to the rest of the sexy stuff out there but they're like every year it becomes more and more extreme and and I thought this was a more fun place to go than should we be dressing our dogs and babies up in costumes anyway (laughs) because do they even care do they care um, because I don't, I don't think I ever put my kids in costumes until they were like definitely walking and had an opinion. Uh, not that, yeah. I, not that I judge people who put their kids in the ladybugs or the monkey or the peapod yeah. or whatever. Go for as long it. As it's, it's comfortable yeah. and breathable. That's right, and breathable, not same flammable. With, same with dogs. Yeah, there's a lot of crossover. There's a lot of crossover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm very charmed by not flammable. Yeah, well, that's just, it's <laughs> a good like, rule. Kidding, a flammable <laughs> it's a good rule to go by. These are helpful tips for the day when you guys are ready to have kids. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Now, here's this is a slightly deeper one. Two left. Uh, this is a slightly deeper one. All right. Why are people okay with lots of pictures of dogs on their Facebook page? Uh, but people always have something snarky to say about pictures of kids, especially like back to school. That happens a lot. Where like I always somewhere in the feed, I'll get a you'll see somebody say, yeah. "All right, everybody, we know your kids going back to school." <laughs> uh, but like with dogs, I'm like, that's fucking adorable. Yeah, no matter what. Yeah, no matter what. Oh, good, another dog. Yeah. Oh, more dogs. Yeah. 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 Boy, ma'am, these are good questions. I, uh, without much thinking about it, would think just in my own uh, observation of it is that uh, it, it seems as though there's just a lot more kind of invested when it's your kid because yeah. you had a lot more to do with it, whereas yeah. a dog that has that is not part of your being at all right. equally. With kids, I think maybe sometimes you can walk in the door and kids won't be happy to see you, where a dog will deliver every time. And mm, I think we just associate true. more happiness with kids than we, or with uh, with dogs than kids. Yeah. I say that as a non-mother. I say that as a non-mother. I guarantee that'll change. No, no it's, but no, the it's first, true. your first point was right on too, which yeah. is like I when everybody whenever we're posting pictures of our kids, we're we're giving ourselves a little pat on the back there. Yeah. And with the dogs, yeah. it's le- it's a yeah. little less, right? I mean, you're still like proud it's your dog, but the dog is like for everyone to enjoy. Right, right, like, yeah, yeah. Right. Everybody can relate to a dog. Yeah. But people have very strong opinions about children. Oh, poor children. Poor kids. <laughs> I do think that's unfair. I, I really like actually seeing babies and little kids in my feeds uh, going to school and being cute. I like it, but I do agree with you. There's definitely definitely a double standard with dogs and kids. People, I don't know, people do not like having their feeds overflowing with uh, with kids. And I think Renee is kind of spot on on this. Yeah, maybe I'll just start making Ellis, who's the baby, just do stuff like eating out of the cat food bowl and stuff, just mm, doing traditional yeah. pet things. Rolling over for belly rubs? Rolling over for, yeah, just so Aww. you guys know, before I had kids, <laughs> I really was just like, people would bring their babies to work, and I'd be like, who is a good boy? I would literally say to their children, yeah. who is a good boy? I do. I'm the best boy I have ever seen. I'll yeah. shake up behind. Oh, rub up yeah. behind. I was like, and Aww. just so everybody knows, I do say that to my children. Who is a bus so boy? Uh, <laughs> so, you know, so yeah, so belly rubs, pictures of that. Yeah. That's, I mean, I think that's fine. Things. I will also say that it maybe, it maybe does a little bit, you reflect on yourself a little bit. Because mm-hmm. when I see pictures of all these adorable kids, I'm like, oh, I'm in my 30s and I'm eating peanut butter out of a jar. <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit of, uh, maybe it's a little self reflecting too, of people, you know, being like, oh man, I've, I got to get on this. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. yeah. And that's true. That's true. Strike strike one for kids. Yeah. God damn. And that's it. That's the only strike. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else. Um, everything else is great. Uh, okay. Last question. Legitimate question. What is some good advice for us to uh, teach our kids about approaching dogs? Ooh. I have, get them, I have strong opinions about this. Thank you. As, yeah. uh, I don't know if you heard our opinion. Or, sorry. I don't know if you heard our episode with my dog Zaster, wherein my dog growled at a little kid. Mm. Uh, it was very traumatizing for me, but uh, it was because this little kid ran, uh, like a little, maybe two-year-old girl, 
uh, ran up to the dog and was uh, petting her and chasing her around too much and the parents, the mom wasn't paying attention. Uh, I would say, like, teach them, like with anything, like, to ask. You really got to ask. Ask the ask the owner if it's okay to pet the dog, and then like approach approach the whole situation with a lot of caution. Maybe good life advice in general. Yeah. Uh, not assume that all dogs want to be petted. Always ask the owner, and make sure that um, excuse me uh, for parents to make sure you're always with the kid and watching them intently when they're petting a dog. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, we're we're big into like this is you put your hand out like this and you always ask and you never run. I had a thing at a coffee shop the other day where um I was doing something and Oscar, my like you know, one and a half year old, almost two year old, saw this dog that was laying down it was like a dog friendly, you know, outdoor cafe, and this dog was laying down under its owner's table, just like resting. Mm-hmm. And Oscar like made a beeline for the dog. And Oscar happens to be very gentle with dogs and like knows how to deal right. with them really well. But like most people don't I mean, know you just that. don't know that seeing a baby run towards a dog. Right. And so I ran <laughs> and I got there in time and I'm like, Oscar, you know, slow down. And I said hi to the owner. And she was like, oh, hi. Actually, he's super friendly. He'll be fine. Don't worry. And I was like, oh, thank you. And I was like, I'm, you know, like, I'm sorry that, you know, he came like running at her. And she's like, or no, I didn't even say sorry. But she said like, oh, I know it must be so scary to see like your your child running at this like big dog. And I was like, Oh, I was thinking for the dog, right. it must be scary to see this child like running at it. And she was like, "Oh yeah," and we just kind of shared this moment yeah. of like, "Oh well," like you know, everybody was fine, but it was like you know, just as long as everybody's approaching the right. situation with like care and caution for the the animals and children involved, like we just have to be their protectors. That's right, right. Like, right. Everybody's everybody who's protectors. below your knee. Yeah, you need to take care yeah. of them. Yeah, I love it, and I think that adage of like never work with children or dogs is because they you can't. <laughs> predict the way that they're going to behave. So, of course, uh, uh, what's going to happen is a little bit heightened. But uh, I love that story. And I love that both moms were a little uh, protective. Good job. Yeah, good job, everybody. I know. Uh, Well, ladies, thank you so much for joining us. You know, what I knew was going to happen was we could talk for hours. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So I appreciate you guys coming on the show. And uh, we have gotten so many times people have come across our Twitter and on Facebook saying, God, I wish there was like a show like this for dogs. Dogs. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, you've got it. Now you, now have, you it. have it. It's called Can I Pet Your Dog? Can I Pet Your Dog on Max Fun? We will link everybody up to it. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Bye bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 <laughs> you make me sing. Ooh, la la la. You make a girl go. I want a dog. Yeah. I know. Maybe over the next year. Yeah. We can work towards <laughs> you getting ready oh, to have We're going to have to have them back on because I still have so many other questions uh-huh. uh, to ask them. Okay. Yeah. We, uh, we totally forgot to ask them the, like, can an extra dog save your relationship? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we both uh, know the answer to that. Yes. Yes. The answer is yes. Oh, that was good. Yeah. Uh, you know what's also good? Hmm. Letting it go. Oh, yeah. Letting it out. Always. Having a little mom rant. Let's listen to that. Hey, Liz and Teresa. I'm calling with the mom breakdown. Oh, I just, 
it's just so hard being a parent and being a parent with somebody else. Uh, I know I'm so thankful for two of us, but I just feel like no matter what we do, someone's needs are never being met. And I feel like it's mine. I just, no matter what, we're just I'm working full time. I'm coming home. My husband's with our baby all day and he's amazing, but I'm coming home and it's the handoff and I'm with her until she goes to bed and that's the way it is. I just have nothing left for myself ever. And he's so great and like offers to watch her more so I can do stuff that he's exhausted to do. I just oh I don't know. I just it's just hard. That's all I guess. It's just hard when your needs are never met, or they are met, but it's just so difficult to get needs met when everyone else needs things or needs you. And that's all. Um, thank you. That mm. is really relatable. Completely. You know, 100%. I mean, it goes back to the self-care thing that we were talking about last week and earlier this week, and I think it's so applicable to every situation you are in as a parent, uh, not having the time to meet your own needs. And it, you know, when I heard the call the first time when I was listening to the calls, I, my initial instinct was, and there's not really a solution sometimes for a right. while. Yeah. And that's awful. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you go for stretches where neither person's needs are getting met or uh, one person in the family's needs are getting met more than the other. And it can get very, especially when that's happening, it can get very easy to not feel like she said, I, she said she, her needs were getting met, but, and what I thought the words that were going to come out of her mouth was, it's not enough, mm-hmm. you know, because that's just it. I think there are times where it just doesn't feel like it's enough or the 30 minutes that you get or the hour that you get or the time after the kids are down. And, you know, even when you're like, I'm not going to do the work, I'm not going to do the emails, I'm going to do the, the, the X or the mm-hmm. Y or the Z, it doesn't even begin to feel doesn't Good. come close to being enough, especially yeah, th- at that time of day, because I feel like you're already looking to the next morning. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it doesn't even you're just like, well, I might as well go to bed. Cause yeah, because yeah, I might as well fuck yeah. it. Go bed, get the sleep. Yeah. The good news is, is that you guys are clearly in a place where you still see each other as your friend yeah. and as somebody you want to help. And because I heard that throughout that whole call, my husband wants me to have it and I want him to have it. And it's there. But again, it just can it it can sometimes still feel like it's not enough. So, you know, if so, this is like the least helpful thing, except that you're doing a really great job and you're you're doing it. You're totally doing it. Totally getting up, doing it. And then doing it again the next day. Yeah, you and, are. And sometimes that's really all you can do for a stretch. And you're amazing. Yeah. Like you're doing that is so hard and you're yeah. doing such an amazing job. Yeah, exactly. You're doing a really good job. Both of you. So hang in there. Yeah. Uh, call as often as you need. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right. What did we learn today? I would like to say that as I have sat upon... The lying, doing what you're not supposed to do, uh, 
situation mm -hmm. that I have just gone through with my child, mm -hmm. uh, that the upside is that we are now entering a phase where I kind of get to fuck with my kid a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the old, oh, I see that you've just done such and such. Now I'm going to move it. And just and let you know that I know. Yeah. That's right. Did you take some of my makeup? I'm going to take something out of your room. You know, it's yeah. like that. I mean, because I, I think one of the things is everybody has this story that they did something and they walked away and their parents never said a word. And there is something worse about that as you grow oh, up yeah. and have to, like, deal with it. Now, yeah. I, I do think the problem is if you were the kind of person, well, not you, but if, like, your kid's the kind of person who's like, yeah, the doors <laughs> right. are open. Yeah. <laughs> like, and there's no guilt and yeah, there's yeah. no, like, uncomfortableness, you yeah. know? Like, if there's a repeat pattern happening a lot, yeah. uh, you know, eh, you have to adjust. That's one where you might want to have a talk with your kid yeah. instead of just staying quiet about That's it. That's right. I that? mean, yeah, emphasize the no <laughs> lying, know the other things are going to happen uh go through their shit as much as possible when they're not around that is your job and that is your right to do um and you can deal with your own guilt with that welcome to the other side of it everybody embrace it uh we also learned that dogs are great yes and are both nothing like children and like children mm. or at least the emotional relationship we have with them mm -hmm. hey, and good news everybody everybody gets to feel like shit about Something that they love and the job they're doing. Yep. Hey, congratulations, everybody. Victory. <laughs> so dog owners, stop feeling guilty. You're doing a good job. Yeah. You are doing a good job. We have a little business to take care of. I'm going to start by talking about uh, our Facebook page. It's our private Facebook group. It's the one you have to ask permission to join. The good news is uh, lots of people want to join, and that is awesome. Uh, just as we say here on the show that we are a comedy podcast about parenting, not a parenting podcast, uh, the Facebook group is a Facebook group for podcast listeners, for the listeners of One Bad Mother. Uh, you don't have to have kids to be a part of it. But just like it happens in this show, clearly topics turn to parenting topics. Uh, that said, this is a group for One Bad Mother listeners. So uh, so if you're already a member, great. If you're not, we'd love for you to join. Uh, but we do have a new screening process that just asks what your favorite episode is uh, so that we all know that you're listening to the show. And also, because so many parenting topics do come up on the board, we know that you understand the tone. Right. Yeah. That, that this is a place for people to be supported, for advice to only be given when asked, uh, to tell everybody that they're doing a good job and to try and judge less and laugh more. And so that that question, hey, welcome. What what's your favorite episode that will come into your other folder, most likely oh, in yeah. Facebook. And a lot of people don't even know that their other folder is there. It's like in your Facebook Messenger there's like your regular messages and then there's this weird other folder with which I think is just for messages from people that aren't already your friends on Facebook. Correct. So it'll show up there. A lot of people don't know to even check there. So that's why we want to mention, look for this message from one of our admins, one right. of our group. Once you request to join, look for the message in your other folder right. and respond from there. And that's how you'll 
be accepted into the group. With <laughs> Woo! Open one arms. of us. One of us. Google gobble. One of us. What else? What's our other news, Teresa? So we've got two listener meetups coming up. Woo! Um, so I want to give you guys the deets on that. We have a Seattle One Bad Mother listener meetup um, coming up on Friday, October 2nd from 3 to 5 p.m. It's at Sandal Park. That's S-A-N-D-E-L Park Playground. And she says to look for the balloons tied to a stroller. So, again, that's Friday, (laughs) October 2nd from 3 to 5 p.m. at Sandal Park Playground. We have one other listener meetup happening coming up. Uh, It's a Twin Cities uh, meetup in Minnesota. So we have that. This is also going to be on... um, Oh, it looks like there's two, actually. This is also going to be on Friday, October 2nd. It's going to be at 1030 in the morning, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> um, at Westcott Library in Egan, Minnesota. And that's for all ages story hour. Um, and then uh, Saturday, October 24th at 1030 a.m. at Burnhaven Library in Burnsville, Minneapolis. Sorry, not Minneapolis, Minnesota for craft hour. Ooh. Well, Teresa. Yes. That was fun. Yeah, it was great. Good times. You know what? You're doing such a good job. Sure? No, you really are. Like, you're just so doing it. I mean, this is just <laughs> so much of it is just like bullshit. You know it what is. I mean? It is bullshit. But you're just doing it. You're doing it's awful. it. And you're just doing it. And you're doing great. And everybody is okay. We're Look, all I haven't okay. Kicked up the bat and trashed the whole house. No. Which on days. I feel so you, close to, like... Do you keep a bat just I in don't, the corner I, just to I tempt you? I specifically don't keep the bat because there would be something so satisfying of, like, taking a bat to the kitchen island, that fucking granite, and just, like, bashing the stress away to get it all out, right? Uh, uh, but I don't have that, yeah. and it would make the home really unsellable. I did punch uh, my front door yesterday in a moment of rage and, like, really hurt, hurt my yourself. fist. Yeah, yeah I know. It I, yeah, clearly... We need to find an outlet. And for whatever reason, this isn't doing it for us. Coming on here and ranting for an hour at the show. As we get deeper into parenting, the show just like gets longer and longer as a show. We just need more and more help <laughs> as time goes on. Teresa? Yes. You are doing a very good job. Thank you. So are you, Biz. Thank you. And all of you guys out there, you are doing amazing. Yeah, you guys are doing such a good job. You really, really are. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.